it's been almost a fortnight, almost exactly a fortnight since a short seller. In fact, at this point, the most famous short seller in the world in India, that is Hindenburg. They have rocked Indian markets or they've caught Indian markets short. I'm not using the full, full expression shorts and whatever, although there's a movie by that name, but let me not mention it. You can imagine it, what they've caught Indian markets by. So Indian markets have been have been rocked by this research, particularly a conglomerate. That is the Adani Group's conglomerate. Now markets go up, down, stay stable. You can never extrapolate looking at what happened today to anticipate what will happen tomorrow. So I will not talk about the state of the markets or the Adani Group. Although today, people who support the Adani Group or who might be interested in the Adani Group might say that looks like their shares found their bottom and things are stabilizing. But as I said, I will take a rain check on that. I will not take a view on that. But the fact is, what Hindenburg has done is, it has made us all think about this species called the short seller. And this market practice called short selling. In my earlier Cut the Clutter episode, when the Hindenburg report came out, I had tried to explain as simply as possible for the layperson what short selling is. Short selling is when you buy something in the market today and sell it. You sell it sort of notionally and say that I'm selling you for this much, then somebody buys it from you for this much. Then a month later or whatever the end of futures or options cycle is. So no shares change hands on the stock market, right? It's not as if it's not as if a short seller's shareholding in a company goes down, a buyer's, whoever buys from that short seller, and it, it's all anonymous. Nobody knows who's selling, who's buying. Okay, somebody might be announcing that I am a short seller, but anybody who's buying doesn't know who they are buying from. There is no finger, there are no fingerprints on these, these derivatives. So these are derivatives. These are not share shares. This is not buying or selling on a stock market, a share that is I buy 100 shares of this, this is the price today, I will give you the money, not like that, not like that. This is a contract, that is the difference between derivatives and stock. So a derivative is a contract, a contract is that look, I am committing to buying this from you at this price or you are committing to buying this from you or I am committing to you to sell this at this price, then you can settle it at the end of the derivative cycle, the futures and options cycle. Now short seller obviously believes the market will go down and steeply whoever buys takes a contrary view because for the short seller to sell also there has to be a buyer. Now what is short selling? I try to explain more simply to you, uh, maybe, maybe experts can give you a more complex answer. I'm not going there. Is it a good thing or a bad thing? Does it help the markets? Does it harm the markets? Should the government control this? Should the government encourage this? What is the current situation in India? Uh, is there too much control on this or is there, is there too much laissez-faire on this? So we read three things today. So three things. One is, of course, the wisdom I get from Professor M.S. Sriram at Indian Institute of Management, Bangalore who I also checked out my layperson's definition of short selling with on, on the day I was recording my earlier CTC. So he has one view, he explains what is short selling. Second is an article that we haven't yet published on the print, we'll be publishing tomorrow, that is Wednesday. So tomorrow morning, Wednesday morning, although this, this, this episode of Qatar Qatar will be published on Tuesday night, but Wednesday morning, I will also link that article for you. So that article is from Praveen Chakravarti, 
who is a senior member of the Congress party, also has a senior position in the Congress at central levels, managing data, etc., etc. He also writes occasionally uh, for the print. I wish he'd write more often. So, Praveen Chakravarti's article in which he's saying that short selling is actually a good thing. He says it's a very good thing because it brings transparency and truth to the market. Now, you might say he's saying it because he's in the Congress, right? But he's not the only one who's saying it. There is also an article from which I'm quoting again by a professor. This is an article by Professor Gurbachan Singh in Business Standard, of which also I'm sharing a link with you, who in fact makes the point not just that short selling is good, but also he rules the fact that Indian regulations and Indian way of thinking does not allow <coughs> Indian mutual funds to take advantage of the short selling uh, process because he says that if you did that, you might actually gain from it. You might, might actually gain from it in the sense that the profits which have gone to an American company could probably have come to Indian mutual funds or Indian companies. So chances are that Hindenburg already has made maybe a billion dollars, maybe a couple of billion dollars, not too much more than that. Because one, the shares did not fall as much as they had anticipated. They had said 85%. Second, some bit of stability and then recovery has started. And third, most of their bets were not in shares of Adani Group in India because they cannot trade on Indian stock markets. They were in Adani Group's bonds, which have weakened, but not that much. And also in derivatives. So there's a limited limited market in which they are playing. So they've made some money. So Professor Gurbachan Singh's view is that, look, some foreigner has made this money. They'll disappear. Why didn't why don't we open up the market? So even in short selling, if it's legitimate, it is desirable, it is good, it provides balance to the market. Why shouldn't Indians, okay, if not the mutual funds, if it's seen as too risky, why shouldn't others be allowed to make money in India? This is a good practice. This should be allowed and we should not be loss averse. Now, loss aversion is something that keeps coming up again and again. So first of all, what is Professor Sriram telling us? In fact, in a long in, in a long message that he sent to me on WhatsApp, he had said that, look, what is the difference? The short seller obviously is selling today because they know, he or she, I'd rather say they, because they know that they are today selling, they are today selling because they are expecting the share market or the asset, whatever the asset is in the derivative, underlying asset can be commodity also. They are expecting it to fall quickly and steeply, but they are only selling because somebody is buying. So what is the motive of somebody who is buying? Because that buyer thinks the opposite. That buyer thinks that, no, I don't think this will fall quickly and steeply. I think, however, it might actually go up. And that's why that's why somebody buys, because if there's, there's no buyer, there is no trade. How is this different? Professor Sriram asks, how is it different from a small investor, a Chota Niveshak, who's selling in the market. Chota Niveshak may be selling at the same time when a short seller is also selling. So Chota Niveshak may be selling thinking, look, I made enough profit. I'll book some profits. I've got my long-term capital gain sorted out. Enough time has passed. So let me book some profits and sit on profits. Let me move this uh, investment away from this stock to another or maybe from stock markets to fixed deposit or maybe, uh, maybe to a debt instrument or whatever, right? That is the idea behind a small investor or a chota investor, chota niveshak selling. Whereas the short seller is selling at the same time, 
imagining that the share price market will fall very, 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 very sharply. So sellers going short, he says, are definitely concerned that prices are going to fall and very steeply. That is not somebody whom I think, look, I bought this company share at 100 rupees. It got to 500 rupees, right? Uh, 500 is the peak, right? So should I sit on it? Because it looks like the market's going up. Because in the markets, greed is good. Remember, that is what Gordon Gecko or Michael Douglas's Gordon Gecko told us in Wall Street, right? So greed is good. You're driven by greed. Achha, mera share is share is gone to 500. 100 rupees gone to 500. Let me hang on because the market's going up. That's one way. The other is the small investor thinks enough. Let me not be greedy, right? It's gone too high. Also get acrophobic. The fear of heights, this is enough, and sells out. That seller is not imagining that the markets will fall. So I am saying all of this in a sort of elaborate way to explain to us, to you and us, at least those who are not actively playing the markets or understand the markets, that in any market there are sellers. But all sellers are not short sellers. Now, who are short sellers and why, why do some people think short sellers are good? So look at this article that will appear uh, on the print by Praveen Chakrabarti. And Praveen Chakrabarti takes, takes us back to Nasim Nicholas Talib. I'm sure many of you read him and like him, the black swan, skin in the game. So his book and his idea, skin in the game, Praveen Chakrabarti explains to us, that is the idea that applies to short sellers like Hindenburg. So what is skin in the game? The example that Praveen uses and that Nasim Nicholas Talib uses, that is the example of King, King Hammurabi of, from Babylon of 4,000 years ago, who said that if a house constructed by somebody falls and the person living in the house dies, then the guy who constructed the house will also get the death sentence. That is skin in the game, right? Okay, this was 4,000 years ago. Justice doesn't quite work like that. And obviously, unfortunately, if a 7.8 strength earthquake comes, then these things will not work. Those, that kind of justice doesn't exist anymore. But the fact is, that was, that was the brutal definition of skin in the game, which means you are doing something, you are accountable for it and accountable for it in a very brutal, unforgiving way. And then Praveen goes to say, look, short selling goes on and a short seller could have done, of, done one of four things. One, bring out a report, bring out a report of their research, but without taking a bet on the stock, on the company's stock. Number two, bet against the company's stock and do not release the report, which means sit on the report, right? Number three, publish the report, publish the research report, take a bet but not disclose the fact that you have made a bet. Finally, fourth, publish the research, take a bet, and then disclose it. The number three and number four, they say, the first is, first is publish research, take a bet, don't disclose. Last is publish research, take a bet, disclose. The last two, he says, are a case of having skin in the game because now the research agency knows that if their bet goes wrong, they have already put their money, this is putting your wallet, putting your checkbook where your research is, right? So they have skin in the game. In one, they make a disclosure. In the other, they don't make a disclosure. In this case, Praveen Chakravarti says, Hindenburg made a full disclosure in the very beginning of their report that they had taken short positions in the Adani group. So Hindenburg made it quite clear that they thought that their report will bring down the Adani group shares and that they... They disclosed it that they are going to benefit from the fallen Adani shares. Then Praveen quotes Nobel laureate Daniel Kahneman and 
Amos Tversky to talk about something called loss aversion. That you know, people think people think that short selling has a perverse incentive. That you are trying to to profit from somebody's misery. So there's a loss aversion. Nobody likes loss. After all, you and I, we've taken two weeks trying to understand how can somebody make money from his share value, share prices going down. That is short selling because you are investing. You benefit when the shares you quote-unquote invested in, right, have gone down. That's difficult to understand. And then to think that when the shares go down, other people suffer. It looks like you are benefiting from other people's misery. So, Professor Sriram has also sent me a trailer and some information. And I haven't seen the film yet, but I've now read up about the film. A 2015 film called The Big Shot. That was a film about short selling. And that was based on the 2007-8 US financial markets meltdown, which started with the meltdown, if you remember, in subprime mortgages in the housing market, leading up to the collapse of Lehman Brothers, etc., etc. And that's a film which, in fact, talks about many of these issues and explains to us what short selling is, what are hedge funds, Hindenburg-like organizations, which have research, which have information, and take these bets on the market collapsing. And, and, I, I, and I pick up some really interesting quotes, quotable quotes, memorable quotes from that movie. And one that I like very much is, and I quote from the movie, quote, no one can see a bubble. That's what makes it a bubble, right? So short sellers usually, and many of them are among hedge funds, they will see a bubble like that, that nobody knows about, and then they will start shorting that stock. In some cases, after they built shorting positions in the stock, they will release their research to accelerate that fall. And that is what happened. And that's precisely what Hindenburg has done in this case. That movie, by the way, was based on a 2010 book, Big Shot Inside the Doomsday Machine by Michael Lewis. So check out that book. You will see the jacket on your screen as well. Professor Gurbachan Singh, I told you about. Professor Gurbachan Singh, whose article appeared in Business Standard today, he's a visiting professor at Ashoka University. He says that, look, Hindenburg Research has likely made good money. But why didn't someone in India do so? That's his complaint, that if you can make money legitimately, short selling is legal and legitimate, why don't you let Indian companies do so? He said, the truth is that almost no Indian mutual fund, which is actively managed, has any position in Adani stock. That's a well-known fact that Indian mutual funds have not been buying the Adani stock. So he says that means they know, they knew that there was some risk in the stocks or that, or that stocks were overpriced. If they knew that, then they could have also shorted the stock. Why did they not short the, short the stock and make money? Why did we let an American make money? And he says the reason is that Indian regulation by and large does not allow mutual funds to do it. In any case, the Indian system frowns at it. And he says RBI, SEBI, all of them, they think that, you know, and he says short selling is often, if not typically, viewed unfavorably. I told you about loss aversion from Praveen Chakravarti's article. And he says, Professor Gurbachan Singh says, the consequence is that big Income has right now, in this case, has gone to Americans. This is the income, in a way, made on our stock markets, from our stock markets. But this has gone to Americans. This could have gone to some Indians. And he says that excessive, explicit and implicit restrictions on short selling should be phased out. Again, he adds, short selling can be a case of stabilizing and not destabilizing a market or speculation. Right? Short selling can be good. 
short selling can contribute to putting an end to a bubble in asset prices and he says i'm not saying that if you do this this is this will necessarily increase our gdp or any, anything but it says that if money is to be made in derivatives in your markets buy let only the foreigners make it okay foreigners are allowed to trade in your deriv derivatives they will make money but why deny your own country its institutions if not mutual funds at the same time you know in india stock markets we have bulls and bears so bears will bet on the market falling but not like this not short selling on in large dimensions like this particularly in futures and options market now we've listened to wise professors we've also listened one of the leading intellectual lights of the congress party on this let's also see what what one of the top officials of the government says modi government now this is from an interview that finance secretary tv somanathan gave to my colleague and our economics editor tca sharad ragban and i will quote from that interview now that interview talks about many things it's a post budget interview but at some point where sharad asks mr somanathan about the adani issue short selling etc mr somanathan says i am putting my official hat away and speaks in his personal capacity it's a published interview i will share a link with you you can you, you can read that and you will see these passages running on your screen as well and this is his personal view i must qualify and he says i don't think short selling is an unethical practice in a derivatives market the stock market is a little different but in commodities market it's very legitimate and he says yes i know that short selling can cause problems it can be a problem but the counter argument to that would be that it is precisely the ability to short sell that makes research agencies that invest look for weaknesses in a company right and by identifying such weaknesses they are doing a service to the market because everybody is only looking at the bull side or the buy side then people are only looking at strengths right the flow of information and i'm continuing to quote him the flow of information improves when short selling is permitted because there is an additional way that a that a researcher or a brokerage can monetize research and he says this then if then it goes on to induce more research into weaknesses of stocks it will benefit all investors and then he says however now i must read all of it just so that nothing is taken out of context he says however and i quote again it creates a serious problem as may have happened in this case this obviously the references to adani already doesn't say so it creates a serious problem as may have happened in this case when the issuer of a report could profit from what they write plan and release sell their stocks issue the report and then make profits and disappear always a chance that these reports could be false but at the same time he again goes on to say all right these reports can be false but if the reports are false chances are because a lot of people will see it they'll be caught out that the report is false and if that happens then you know what happens in situations like those shorts get caught and when short sellers get caught in a market then they get caught with their pants down and with their shorts and dash 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 i'd rather not spell it out and i will leave you with that so these are views of three academics and scholars two two academics one scholar and also one top official of the government at least it helps us understand the basics of short selling while healthy short selling may be good and also the pitfalls and risks how much regulation is needed how much regulation is too much and how much 
how much laissez faire is too much laissez faire those are those are things that will be debated as this as this game plays out